Welcome to Naked, the podcast about authenticity, where we talk about a topic that is different each time because it's uh, unscripted, uh, unfiltered, and uh, uncut. And uh, we got some great topics in the last uh, in the last weeks, going from uh, uh, travel learnings and uh, being into action and uh, not having a day that goes as it is supposed to be or that kind of things. Uh, how are you doing, Matt? Hey, I'm going good. I'm good. Um, I would love if someday I would wake up and I would have a good internet, nobody in the Airbnb except me, so I could do a one-hour recording podcast without any flaws. Uh, but that day hasn't come yet. <laughs> and you are you. I'm good. I'm good. Um, I finally went to do something that I love, which is one of my activities. Generally, it's the summer, but like in Barcelona, you know, it's kind of now. Uh, it's uh, golfing. I did oh. that this weekend. It was really cool. Oh, man. I haven't really, golfed really cool in a to go back. while. <laughs> you know, to go back on the golf is just, is just, yeah. Yeah, it's just amazing. So, yeah. No, that's, that was cool. New was uh, the weekend expedition I, again. I didn't. I didn't know that you were a, a golfer at all. We see. Yes, since um, since Quebec, I'm rest. Oh yeah, you started to play in Quebec. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, you know, it's funny those activities that depending on the country, it, it, it's kind of as a link with what we talked last week, which yeah. is funny. It's, it's this kind of activity that depending on the country, the culture is different and it's not seen the same way. Mm -hmm. So, for example, in France, um, golf is like kind of high society. Like when you talk that you, you're playing golf, it's clubs and all that. And it's really like uh, elite kind of stuff. And when I arrived in Quebec, I was working at, um, you know, at Fujitsu. And I, I got some colleagues and colleagues were like, yeah, we're going to, you, you, you want to come with us? We're going to play golf. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like you don't. In my, it's like you don't fit them. Are you part of a secret society, and I don't know about, or <laughs> you know? And it, it was super, they were they were younger than me. You know, they were like um, three or five years, three or four years younger than me, or something like that. So I was like, there is something that doesn't work there. And so we went to play golf, and we went to uh, for driving range first at University Laval, and then we um, we went to play like uh, nine holes my first nine holes and it was like yeah you can come dressed up as you want you know like shorts and you know sneakers and it didn't matter you know it's like yeah it's cool <laughs> so it's super laid back here and yeah that's so that's that's the main difference for me and um yeah this is where i discovered golf that's amazing uh i love golf i used to play i, I would say like for three years i played more intensively in the summer with one of my friends i had my own bags and and clubs and everything um and yeah i, I really do enjoy uh, playing golf so that's one thing we're gonna do when uh, we're gonna finally be in person and see each other in person and uh that'll be great yeah i hope you play tennis because i want to play tennis that's that's my main sport uh, but i do like but golf. that's only because you're, you know, it, I, I played in Quebec like two sports that for me in France were like seen in a certain part of society. So like squash, golf, you know, like boats and all that. <laughs> Just like, this is like, it's almost like the list in France of there is only, you know, like the people, the people from high society or in Paris that are playing that. But to, to be fair, though, to be fair, when I, when I played golf in Canada, I remember this time where we were invited. Um, to this place, uh, which was a, a PGA golf course or whatever. And so we arrived there and uh, we were invited there. And it's when you arrive, you, you see the difference from a normal golf course. And you go there and it's like, okay, you go inside the, um, inside the, the dressing room, uh, the change room, you know, and, you know, everything is in wood and all that. You have the names of the people and you arrive, and so we were, so this is when I was a consultant, so obviously dressed up in a suit, you know, with my city shoes and everything. And I, I'm, you know, I'm taking like one of the, one of the, one of the lockers, and the guy said to me, oh yeah, leave your shoes outside. I was like, I'm not going to leave my shoes outside, they're going to get stolen. 
fucking my design. No, 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 leave your shoes outside. We take care of it. And I was like, we, we took care of it. Okay. So everybody leaves their shoes outside the locker. So that's okay. And um, you prepare, you go play, you know, with your, uh, with your golf shoes and everything. So obviously the, the, the green is pristine. Everything is beautiful. You know, like it's like all the grass is like super green, like fresh from the morning, like almost like just, you know, just, just water. And you came back, you come back to the, um, to the dressing room at the thing. And, and basically the guy took your shoes and, uh, you know, sh- shine them, you know, and, uh, and everything and put it back in a little bag. And you're like, what is that? And so <laughs> then afterwards it's like, oh yeah, we're going to take a shower and they give you a towel and everything, even if you don't have a towel and you have everything, you know, perfumes and, and all that. And while you're taking a shower, the guy took your golf shoes and, and remove all the scrap in it and, and clean them. And he brought you back in a little bag. And this is the first time I was like, oh, so this is what rich people... <laughs> this is for rich people. I get it now. Okay, okay. Everything is handled for them. I get it. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Who would not like that? Like every little thing that you don't want to do are done by someone else. Like, okay. <laughs> That's the thing. And then you're like, and it's funny because we were having the discussion uh, with someone like today at work and it was like, oh, now you understand why when something doesn't work for them, like they don't know what to do or they're like super, super pissed or anything because it's just that, you know, usually there is someone that does that for me and now there is nobody that does that for me. So, yeah. <laughs> well, this week it's me who's going to say that. And I thought about something when you were talking And I know what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about abundance and we're going to talk about how we view like rich people as evil in society and like how for us, it's like, oh no, you should not have like uh, people that works for you, like not slaves, but like, I don't know what you call them, but, <laughs> but anyway, Hello? everything around that, I, I because it made me, it made me think of, of uh, of me here um i i have this cleaning lady that comes uh well whenever we want her to come like sometimes it's every week every two week and i think we've been six months in mexico now and we haven't cleaned a single thing by ourselves and the main reason is it's like it's so cheap here that life is so different you pay a hundred pesos the cleaning lady and for her like she's happy to get a hundred pesos because she just worked an hour to clean our place it's a small place but for us it's five bucks so split between me and jimmy's like two bucks every week to have our place pristine clean <laughs> so so i feel I, i was just thinking about how in different setup you can feel poor and in different setup you can feel rich and one of the the first time because for me abundance is a really uh, big uh, topic in my life in the past year uh maybe yeah past year i would say and i really had a shift uh in in that mindset toward abundance and and bringing abundance in, into your life and and that shift from the, the the first real time and I, i will ask you the question after the first real time that i felt rich was when i went to nicaragua with my friend uh jamish and For me, it was the first travel in a country that is really poor. If you compare it to, let's say, Canada, whatever. So the power of your money is really, really high. Like it's, I mean, it's probably five times cheaper, if not more. So, and with my friend, we said like, look, we're, we're three weeks there. Uh, and and Jamshel, he's, he's a guy that is abundant and he's like, I work my ass off all year. And when I travel, I want to do everything I, I want. And when I go to these poorer country, if like, if I want a fucking sweet, I'm going to get a sweet. Like I, I, I want to feel, I want to have fun. And like, 
So me, it was my first trip doing that. And we arrived there and I did not understand how cheap it was. So we, we, were, we started the trip and we we're going places. And I was like, wow, okay. I don't, I, I, I don't have not a lot of money, but my money, it's like I have five times what I brought here in my mind. So I really start to feel like we were rich, like everywhere, everywhere, we're just like, take taxis, pay, like tip people. Like for me, like, for some people, it's normal. But me, I come like from, a, I would say, poor middle class mindset, uh, family and village and everything. And it was like the first time that I really felt like, okay, that's what it is to just pay your way into, into freedom into like, uh, people doing everything for you. And I mean, there's no way you cannot find it better because like let's just be honest like that that's a bullshit moment people that say like oh no uh, money cannot buy happiness okay let's say two things first i do believe that happiness comes from the inside that's for sure that's that's a given but if you if you can just pay someone to clean your room, have someone uh, uh, scrub your golf shoe while you're in the shower, or like, <laughs> or just do anything with money, or like pay the same amount that you would have a, a normal little room in Quebec, and with that same amount you have a suite in Nicaragua. Like, why would you not want that? Like, it's impossible. It's so, it's it's way more fun like it's new experiences it's it's easy like it's simple it's freedom and everything and then like on top of that like a little story in my story on top of that we go with a with a friend that we meet there that's also from Quebec and he bring us to the casino of of Managua and Nicaragua to play a poker on a poker table and we play for six hours and I totally kill the table it was all really rich people that were there. It was like really high stake. And I killed people and I like, I think I get out with like 2,500 US at the end of the night. And the guy are just like even on their money. And, and I was already feeling abundant and this money come to me and I'm like, oh my God, like this trip's going to be fucking crazy. Awesome. And then I can tell you at the end of the trip, I had no nothing left of that 2,500, but the memories and everything that we did together. So all that to say that for me was the first time that I felt rich. And I can tell you, it's a good feeling, like, because it's not just rich in money. It's like rich in, it's, it's hard to explain, like, abund- sometimes we talk about abundance and it's large. Like it's a large concept. Uh, for me, it was not just about money. It was richness of experience, richness of uh, also of generosity because I felt that I could be way more generous because I had way more and I would not care at all. And with my normal generosity that who I am, instead of giving like a little tip here and there, I would just give a big tip and people would be happy. I would get more smiles, like everything was happier with abundance of money um so yeah I, I, first i wanted to ask you after that when, when's like when's your first moment that you felt really rich in life because i'm sure you have one i'm sure you you you've climbed like the ladder of feeling yeah like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Broke or... um i think i think really early to be honest, um, what I mean by really early in my uh, in my adult life, obviously, uh, it was when I go to Tunisia. We went into a trip for like four days, you know. In a, you know, it's one of those trips that you do from France, but are it, it's it's normal in in Europe to do that because it's next door. So you go for four days, you know, like a last minute deal, a bit like people go to um, to the Caribbean or to uh, you know from Canada or the US because it's it's close, so it's exactly the same thing. And we went to Tunisia and we were, you know, in a hotel room and all that. And so we had some, don't remember the, 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 the money there, but it's, uh, you know, we had like some change and everything. And we were like, what are we going to do with that change? You know, we're not going to go back to it. And we, so we just left it, you know, and the guy that, you know, that cleaned our room because we believe that our room was really clean compared to other people from what they say. The guy was so happy. He stayed like with us for like, you know, 30 minutes or one hour talking and everything, you know, saying what... And it's just that 
it's almost like we change his life. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like we just gave our change. And because for us, it was like more. And this is where it's funny because we didn't do it in a way like we want. I mean, we want to give him a tip, so you say, but it was also like an inconvenience for us to have this change and to come back with it to France. So it was almost like we were, we were getting rid of something, but someone with a thing that we're getting rid of, someone like, it's like, we changed his life. And, and this is where it's crazy because obviously we wanted to give something, but we had no, um, there was no scale in our head on how much we were giving. So what I mean for us, I think we were thinking we were cheap. Mm-hmm. because we were just giving change for this person it was his day or it was maybe his week and we don't even know that you know and this is where it's this is where it was crazy second time and this is where i felt the power it's kind of for me it's a for me it's a power mm-hmm. this is this is how i uh, will relate to it and it's a power of uh, money i will say in a certain way because here we talk about abundance, about money, but I, I will talk about other stuff, obviously. Um, it was when I was in Quebec. So there, all the waiter, you, you pay for everything, right, in Quebec. You, the US and Quebec, you pay for everything. This is what you notice. You take a cab, you pay, you tip. You, you order a drink, you pay, you tip. You go to a restaurant, you tip. You, everything that you do, you pay for it. That's, that's a tra- everything is a transaction, so everything you pay for it. Where, you know, in France, it's not necessarily seen the same way because not only everything is included, so you never tip, so, which is where people have some, some trouble with that. And so I remember the day when I was at the club and uh, it was really annoying, you know, to go to the bar and everything. But there was this uh, waiter, you know, it's nice and everything. And I was like, I said to him, like, look, we're going to do something. I'm taking like whiskey and Diet Coke. And um, basically, each time you see my, my glass empty, I want a new one. And here is 20 bucks. And each time I will pay you for each one. And the guy was like, no problem. He <laughs> <laughs> was like, yeah, great. I'm going to do that. <laughs> and the guy like all night. And I continued to tipping it you know, on top of it. So not only he, put, he, he, had a 20, he had a $20, but on top of it, he had the other tip that I gave him. And this is where I find it was crazy because it was like, I get a premium service where I don't need to move almost to get a, to get a drink. And the guy like brought me drinks all night, you know? Um, so yeah. I love it's, this. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's the two things. And then, and then this is where I start noticing that, you know, we use experiences. So first one, you're right. You know, is that for you, it means nothing maybe, but that's the thing. You have a power that, to put a little bit more, to tip a little bit more in certain places, like you can change people's life. Like maybe you're going to do their week, um, you know, salaries. You don't know how they are paid. You know the condition. When you go to another country, you think that they, they, are, they have the same condition as us. And what you notice mm-hmm. is that it's not necessarily true. And they're not necessarily paid as much as you think that, for example, waiters are paid um, in our countries. And so just to tip a different way, you know, it's money that they can put in their pocket directly and it change, you know, everything for them. Um, so, so that's the first thing. And it's true that this gives you a nice feeling. But even if I believe that in everything that we said, there is always this thinking and like there is nothing that is just given like of pure. I don't think pure charity as, it, as its term exists. You know, I still believe that you do also something for you. So as you said, you know, you're giving to those people because you know you can. So that's kind of your power. But at the same time, you get, you get this warm feeling, um, oh. you know, that they're super happy about it. Oh, yeah. Every, everything, every, like it's an exchange. So it's not mm-hmm. a one, like even a donation is not a one-way thing. It's an exchange. It's, I would not say it's selfish because in a way it's, it's totally the opposite of that. It's just a combination of what you of your desire. Well, it, yeah, yeah, it's it's mainly selfish in a way because that's your desire. Even if you give, that's your desire to give. You know, it's gonna have a double impact. It's gonna have an impact on you and on the receiver. But it's still your desire to give. So mm-hmm. and and yes, I, I and I don't think it's wrong at all. I think it's. I think it's normal because everything in life is a two-way thing is a, is a relation between yes, something. It's a transaction, yeah. It's a, 
it's a transaction. So, uh, and, and I, I really liked the, the, your point about that it's a power. And I really do believe that's a power. And because in fact, money is just an uh, amplificator. It's just, mm-hmm. uh, if, if you're an asshole, you're going to be a, a, the king of the assholes. If you are a really generous person, a kind person, and you get abundance in your life and get a lot of money, I could bet that you would be even more generous, that you would have even more good impact. It's just, uh, it really just amplify what you already are because it's a power that gives you more reach, that gives you, that expand who you are. That's it. That's the on, that's mm-hmm. a tool. That's the only thing. And I really like that analogy of being a power. Uh, and and it's and, and the more you look at everything in life, you know that everything works and revolves around money. So when you have money, you kind of have the power to go through that game because you have this power. So that's the thing. Yes and no. And I'm going to tell you why. So, you know, like if we come back to my story at the beginning, that you see that, for example, golfing is this way, right? And I went to Canada and I see it another way where golfing was like, everybody was golfing. You can golf in shorts, in flip-flops, doesn't matter. Now we come back to Europe, right? Where golf is still seen a certain way. So we were having this discussion this weekend. When you see people golf, you're already an image of the type of people that it is. Suddenly you come to a discussion with people and you say you golf. People will have exactly the same apprehension in their mind and they'll be like, he golfs? And suddenly like they have this, you know, the image they had of you change, right away change. It's almost like you're saying that you're selling, you know, or you have a boat or you do selling. Maybe it's, you know, it's not a question about how much it costs or you're doing um, your horse riding. You have a horse and you're doing horse riding. You know, it's also seen a certain way. You know, having a horse is kind of a luxury thing. And this is a this is a second power I want to talk about because people make assumptions, you know, a lot of assumptions on, on the way people are. So for example, you know, I went this weekend and we were doing a nine holes because it's the beginning of the season. And I was in jeans, you know, uh, sneakers t-shirt you know like i rented my uh, golf clubs because my golf clubs are in london and we are in the course in world two and there is two people that comes with us them full equipped you know and i said look um it's it's our first time you know but she's she's playing golf so you know it's okay we're like yeah we're fine and everything and he's like okay go first and i think in his head he was seeing me and he was like yeah this guy doesn't know how to play golf or anything and so I do my first shot, which is, uh, you know, per free, the par free, you know, and, um, and my first shot goes on the green directly, you know, perfect shot. <laughs> and my first, my first all, I do it on par. And it's funny because I'm pretty sure this person, like his, his mentality changed right away. And he was like, okay, no, this guy knows how to play. Why is he dressed like that? You know, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> And after that, you know, at the restaurant, just next door, it was like, oh, you play golf? Oh, you play golf? Oh, okay. Oh, that's interesting. You know, there are some people who talk to us, oh, you play golf? Oh, cool. Why? And, you know, they're like, you, it's almost like in their head, you're, they're trying to fit you into a mental model. And suddenly, you know, they, it doesn't fit right away. So they're putting you right away in the other mental model they know, which is, these guys might be someone yeah. that I don't know about. <laughs> so that's the other power I talk about because this is amazing. <laughs> this is amazing. Well, can you? So I don't know if you felt that, but it's uh, yeah. Can you explain the the like put a name on like the other power you're talking about? I I don't know if I can put a name on it. Just you know, to make we, sure we I understand. French, la, you know, we say in French, la bine ne fait pas le moine which means that the way you're dressed doesn't mean who you are, right? But I believe it does. I believe it does because everybody has a certain, uh, you know, image of a type of people. And if they see people in a suit, they're going to imagine that this guy has a good job and everything because it's it's Mm -hmm. what it is. And so I believe there is a a way to gain that power and to get an edge on, on kind of society, on kind of people, wherever you're coming from. 
it doesn't matter if you're middle class or poor class. If you play golf, people will look at you differently. <laughs> they don't know your past. They don't know anything about you. They will look at you differently. Like, it's like the mental image that they're making of you is changing completely. Yeah. So I don't know. And this, this opens a lot of doors. This opens so many doors. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And, and when, when you were talking, you, you, you made me think of a story of a friend. Uh, we, we, talked, we talked last week and that, that's exactly what it is. How people view, have an image of you because of what you have or what they can see of you. And my friend, <laughs> basically my friend decided last year, he, I think it's, it's, he just had like a connection Uh, that he basically had a, a, an amazing, a fucking amazing deal on a big Land Rover, like super badass, like all black with like black wheels and like a really badass, nice truck. And he was riding a really shit car, like a really, really shit car before. But he loves car, so it, it's it's a it's a, a set of circumstances that finally he bought. He said, "Yeah, okay. I mean, I'm not gonna go and not take that deal." And so he took that car. So, <laughs> so he rode it like last 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 year, just at the end of the summer. And he was always telling me, "Like, I feel so badass in that car," and <laughs> and then. Uh, I'm not sure if he used it this winter or whatever, but then now it's the spring in Quebec and he put back his black wheels on it. And my friend is like, he doesn't give a fuck. He just like, he has his old, uh, old sport shoes with his like jogging pants and his hunter's vest. Like, uh, so he just go like, he just imagine like you see that car arriving at the grocery store and you're like, Oh wow, that looked like a coke dealer or something. And then the guy just <laughs> just get out of the car and he's dressed like a hobo almost, and like he doesn't have any hair and he really doesn't give a fuck about anything. And people are like, "Yeah, that's definitely a coke dealer. Like you cannot be <laughs> like if you don't give a fuck like that and you have money like that, you're like there's definitely something doesn't add up." And he was telling me, he's like, seriously, that like, everyone look at me like I'm some fucking criminal or badass because i have this car and i dress like oh boy and i just don't give a shit and he said he said you would not believe what happened to me basically on on the north coast where we where we come from there's a, a super small village that's like the hub of the the the, the coke dealing and the hells and joel and everything so Everybody knows that when you go on the road and that's the little village where like no like even the police really doesn't really go there. And he said when I got out of the boat, the Tadusak boat, there's a police that started following me and she followed me for an hour right until the crossing of that little village and when she saw that I was not turning there She, she dropped and he, he was telling me I think she really thought I was a coke dealer with my truck or something and the dude is like he, he works at the government behind an office like it's he's so far from that but just because of the truck the opinion of people just what they think about what he is is so different of the reality So that's exactly what you were talking about. That's so, so, so funny. And he laughs about that because he doesn't give a fuck. He's like, that's so funny, like how people look at me. And they all think I'm really rich because I have that, but I'm not at all. And <laughs> but, but, you, but you said something that was really interesting also that made me think. Like you said, you know, like having this car like makes me feel so badass. Mm -hmm. And suddenly like, okay, and I want to come back to this thing about abundance. Do you believe that abundance is coming from you and the way you feel? And so, so I believe that this is yes, but do you think it can be tricked by activities or cars that makes you feel badass? And secondly, 
do you feel that i mean and yeah certainly do you feel that it can can come from however people perceive you oh man for for me that that's a really good question and I I really believe that I found the answer to that and I found how to bring abundance into your life. So first, you know that I believe that you create your reality and you know that I believe mm -hmm. that we are, this world is, is all about energy and you attract and you repulse different things depending on your energy. And, and yes, the law of attraction is real. The law of cause and effect is real. So if you take that into my view and basically it's just how you think and how you feel that will make you get more or less abundance. And I'm going to explain to you. So let's say that I'm sit, I'm sat in this room and I say, and I look around me and I, I say, Oh man, I, I feel that this room is so small. Well, and like I, I kind of feel trapped, like I feel this room is small. So the more I think about the room that is small, I, I will feel trapped. And that feeling of being trapped will just get higher and higher because it's like it's it's a wheel so you you think that it's small you feel more trapped because you feel more trapped you see more that it's small so you feel more trapped and like but it's just a point of view because i can just sit there and say wow that room is so big it's the same exact room but i say oh that's that room is so big And then I look around me and because I feel the room is big, I feel that I can breathe. I feel free. Like I feel. And then the more I feel like that, the more I, I really see like, wow, like that's that's so big where I am. I feel I have space like there's and then this this feeling of expansion start in me. And it's the, the same wheel, but going the other way. I feel that. I feel that it's big, so I feel more free, more expanding. Because I feel that, I see even more how it's big. Do you see the the analogy that I'm doing right now? So, so you're doing you're doing the analogy with my my first question. Yes, because which is when you use that analogy and you bring it to abundance, it's the exact same thing. If you yeah. if you look at your phone and you say, "Oh, that phone." It, it, my phone here is like the Samsung S7. Okay, I think they're now at S21. Like, uh, I could, I could. I just want to say that we are not paid for it. <laughs> no, we're not. And <laughs> so, <laughs> no, we're not. Uh, not yet. So, <laughs> so that that phone. I look at it and I'm like, oh man, I'm so poor. I cannot afford the S21 and the new model. This model is like five years old and I feel so poor and I feel... So I start by my thoughts. I, I start thinking about that and I'm generating emotion inside of me of feeling poor. So the poorer I feel, I'm going to look even more around me and then I'm going to look like, oh man, my, my socks are all with holes in it. And like, I'm going to find proof everywhere that I'm poor because I just started this process of thinking that I'm poor, that I'm not abundant, that I don't have enough because I cannot pay myself a new phone. Okay, that's just a thought. Now let's do the same exercise with the same exact phone. But then I look at it and I'm like, Look at this beautiful piece of technology, okay? Not only I have the S7, but like there was seven generation before that. This is seven generation better than the S1, really? okay? And I can do so many things with that phone. I feel so rich to be able to, to possess at first that phone and to have clothes on me and to be, have a roof on my head. I feel so abundant. I have everything that I need. I have this phone and it's so amazing. And like, 
So the more abundant I will feel and the more rich I will feel because I can have that, then I will look around me and I'll be like, oh man, these curtains, they, they look so good. Like I'm so, it's, I'm so happy that I can have nice curtain in my place. And then, oh, look at these flowers. Those flowers are so beautiful. And like, I can offer myself flowers. Like I feel, and then I will just feel more abundant and see more of the abundance that's around me and this is, I am sat in the exact same room. I have the exact same phone in my hand. But I can have two narratives that are absolutely opposite and just with my thought. Okay, but if I push your uh, thinking. Yeah, go for it. It doesn't matter that you're materialist. Because, because it's being a bit materialistic you know, to attach a certain um, value two objects, right? I'm not sure I get your point, continue. Okay, giving you an example, right? Uh, first car that I bought for the first time, new car, for the first time I bought a new car. Um, I had different choices, but since my I'm, I'm pretty high, you know, <laughs> I don't have many choices because I touch the, the ceiling. Anyway, I was between the Golf and the Subaru uh, hatchback anyway. And um, I went for the Subaru. I'm going to explain also why. Because in my head, the Subaru was a rally car, <laughs> so, which is amazing. You can do rally with, with this car. It has a four-wheel drive and all that. Like it's, it's, you know, for me, it was amazing in my head, right? So just having this car, it was a new car. So you know, I'm attaching a value to a material thing that makes me obviously feel better and feel like a badass on the road. And this is where I'm like, I'm like is, it, is it bad to be materialistic a little bit to feel abundant or it's okay? Well, first things first, I don't believe in that <laughs> materialistic bullshit because anything that's, Sorry. anything that's physical is a material and even the clothes on you you want to have nice clothes oh you're materialistic you want to have a, 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 a you want to have a new tooth uh, toothbrush well that's material like you you matter if you do, don't want to be materialistic just get be naked go in nature and maybe even there we can argue that a tree is some material so, so can i can i just stop you a second yeah yeah i was really not expecting that <laughs> <laughs> Hey, man, I always see you, like, people have to understand that, like, I always see you like this, you know, Zen Buddhist guy, you know, like, you know, like all these things that the Buddhist says, like, you know, materialistic is not good, you should be a, you know, whatever they say, and suddenly you're like, you come out to this, I'm like, I'm like, damn, I'm again discovering him, that's amazing, I love that, sorry I cut you, you can go back. No, no, I feel, I feel you, and in fact, it's my, my mindset evolved a lot over the years, and now, I, I, so to understand where I come from, yeah, I have to say that the premise to all that is that now I've realized that life is only about experiences. And since I see things now at the level of energy and at the level of experiences and of vibration, then everything is that. So even yourself as a flesh and bone, you are at this level, your energy, and you live experiences every day. So basically in my lifetime now, the only thing I want to do is to live the most, like also like in quantity, but also in, qu in quality of experiences. And yes, I do believe that some things makes you feel a different way because of many reasons because of what you uh, have in your mind of how you see these things it, like whatever if you've been raised this way or or like you were a little child yeah or society or whatever and then you were or you were a little child and for you you were looking up at uh like I don't know, like at the basketball NBA stars. And for you, that's 
that brings you a feeling of, of wealth and you're like wow like i would give everything to just go in the stadium and and be near the nba stars and whatever so it's more in relation to what you have in your mind that something will bring you more emotion it's going to be more attached there, there's going to be more value attached to it uh that's such a big subject, man. Like there's so many ideas in my mind that collide right now because it's, yeah. I feel there's so many things to talk about on this. And but I, but I have an example. Yeah. I have an example about that in my life. Um, so when I started working as a consultant, I felt uh, I felt I didn't know enough. You know, I was I was always pushing on the edge also what I knew, and I wanted also to take risk. And um, <clears throat> you know, I was I was working. Um, Pretty soon, you know, in, in Quebec, we've directors and, you know, people that have 20, 25 years of experience. And I felt, and I felt bad because I was like, who am I, you know, to, to talk on those things. And the thing I developed for myself to, to have a change of mindset is that I suit up. I suit up the best way I could. Like, I really, you know, choose carefully, you know, the colors of my suit, my shirts, trying to buy the shirts. Um, you know, but were a bit different with ties and everything. And every day was like, there were some people that were asking me why I was putting ties, you know, because in Quebec, like not everybody does it. But for me, it was almost like putting an armor on to go to a battlefield. It's, it's exactly the same feeling. It was like, it was like, I'm going to suit up, put an armor on because I'm going on a battle and I need to fight. And it's funny because this, this feeling evolves in another way where, you know, after 10, you know, 15 years of experience in my field, I felt that I didn't need to do that anymore. But I, but I kind of own the, I felt that I own kind of a right to dress up the way I want, where I feel the most comfortable not, not saying that I was not comfortable in a suit, but just that I wanted to be more myself, but still in a way that I liked. So I went from suiting up and being like, at with to jeans, still shirts, because I liked it, but you know, smart casual and sometimes t-shirt. And I didn't mind going to, to big meetings like that, you know, in jeans and, and sometimes sneakers and all that, because... I don't know. It's weird. It's, it's like my mindset evolved, but I was not doing it in a, you know, like this thing about startup, but we're a bit rebellious. Like, Oh yeah, we need to wear hoodies because uh, Mark Zuckerberg wear hoodies. It was not, not at all that. It was just my, my personal mindset. So yeah, it's for me, this is why I ask you a question about materialistic, because when you look at it, it's, it's in, people will say, yeah, it's materialistic because you're attaching in a suit a value that doesn't mean it's you know doesn't doesn't change anything in you but i think that if people like feel the need to get something to feel better i think we should go for it and we should we should do it man i agree a hundred percent with you on this one and you were talking and this thing popped into my head you were saying that like oh, I look to you like a Zen Buddha or whatever. And I just realized that something I read, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's in the Siddhartha book, which is the, the, the life of Buddha. Um, that somewhere, is like, we're talking about Buddha and, we're, and we think like, oh, like he's all about non-attachment and about like living simply and everything. But what he says at some point is, you cannot let go of something that you have not. So if you feel the need, what? Did break my mind. Can you repeat it again? <laughs> you cannot let go of something that you have not. Okay. Got it. So you cannot say like, oh, for me, like I let go of the, of the, the riches. Let's say you never had the riches. You cannot let go of the riches before you had the riches. And life is about experience. So if you, exactly what you said, this is a personal choice. It's not, it doesn't even matter the reason why you feel the need to get some riches. 
Maybe it's, it comes from a wrong place. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it's your soul that inside of you want to experience the richness of life, of everything that it has to offer. And maybe you've just been brainwashed by society to try to go for a goal that is not going to bring you happiness. Who cares? If you feel inside that you need to go to the riches, it's because you need to go. That's your experience. That's what you have to experience. And then when you get it, maybe you will let go of it. Maybe your next step is going to be to let go of it, but you cannot let go of that if you didn't have it. You have to experience it. You have to see both sides to, to kind of be able to make your mind on it. And I think this part is, is a part that people don't really understand. Like they, they just classify something as good or bad in itself and that mm-hmm. it's good or bad for everyone. I don't believe in that at all. For me, what do you want? How, who are you? Who do you want to be? What is your innate desire of, of going? I, I, the, the more I live, the more I, I believe that inside we all want richness. It just takes different form. Some people, they want richness of relationships. Some people, they want richness of material thing, like you say. Some people, they want richness of freedom. They want rich, richness of connection to nature. But it's all, it all comes from a place of desiring to experience the richness of this life. And it, it just fits with what I believe we are. We're just experiencing creature. And we're here... And like a lot of people, like over time, I got sometimes the, the, the question of like, what's the purpose of us being here? What's the purpose of life? Well, my, my answer has never been simpler. And now I can say it and I live by it. And sometimes it just <laughs> bug people brain when I say that. And I just, what, what's the purpose of life? living there's no other purpose the only purpose of life is to live so live means experiencing and there's not a good or a bad experience there's just different experiences so if you want to live the poorness live the poorness if you want to live the richness live the richness but what I was trying to bring at the beginning was a bit more of the how to, like how to generate abundance and in my, or how to generate poorness because it is the same tool. It works in the same way. And it just start by how you think, what do you think? What do you see? Where do you put your awareness and your focus on? It's going to generate more of it. And you can, that now that you have more of it, you can put more attention on it, which is going to generate more of it, which is going to put more of, it, of your attention on it and replace the it by poorness of richness. And that's what you're going to get. It's just a, a, a wheel that's turning. And I've never felt that abundance in my, in, in my life as I feel right now. And it's because I've changed the way I think two years ago. And I switch that to seeing the abundance around me. And I just get more and more and more and more and more and more, which I see more and more and more. So I feel abundant more and more and I get more and more. Dude, before I left Quebec, okay, I had my car. It was neat condition. I was thinking of selling it. I, 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 I wrote an ad. I put the picture. I did everything. I was selling my car for $3,000. And I needed that money to go on my trip. And then one day I had a flash. And I was like, I think my friend may need my car while I'm gone. And I, and I talked to my friend. I mean, it's my friend that I parked my car there for my trip. And I said, dude, I think I'm going to give you my car. He was like, what? I said, yeah, man, I just, I just feel that 
I just feel that. I know I could get 3000 from it, but I don't feel that I need it. I feel that my highest contribution right now would be to give you my car. So I'm going to give you my car. And I know anyway that life's going to bring me that 10 times that money and, or that abundance later. And he was so happy. And I was so happy for me. It was also selfish. I wanted to give him and I gave him. Man, I received 10 times that abundance and more since that moment. And not only that, but one day my friend called me and he said, man, I want to tell you something. Today, because of all the COVID measure and shit, we don't know why, for some reason, he has two little girls that goes to school. The bus, school, the school bus, for some reason, decided that they won't pass at their place and that they cannot take the bus anymore. And he said, if I, I need to take my truck to go to work every day. If we would not have your car, uh, my, my, my partner, my wife could not go and, and, and bring the, the children to school. Now she can. And we, we, we're like kind of uh, tight right now and we could not have bought another car. So thank you, man, because you don't, you don't understand how your gift six months ago arrived at the perfect moment for now in our life. And that was such a special moment for me just because it was a confirmation of my feeling. I felt six months before that, that he would need my car. And six months after, life confirmed to me that I was right. And he was so happy. And I don't care about that money because it came back to me in another way. And that for me is the definition of abundance. It's feeling that you can let go of something you think you need by having faith that life's going to take care of you in, in another way. And it did. And that's for me, that's real abundance. And I would take that choice again, like any time. I, I, I think we should finish on that note. I'm honest. I just, it's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> so if you liked it, um, please share it with your friends, uh, whether it's on YouTube or on uh, Instagram. Uh, you can follow us at, at naked underscore uh, podcast. You can find us on every podcast platform out there. And uh, in the meantime, uh, I'm going to say it. Be yourself. Live fully your life. And have fun. Living it. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> Thanks, man. That was an amazing episode. And I really like the way that we... I feel that all our episode is always a crescendo of always like of not just emotion, but just like, it's all like, if you're a listener and you're here, I think you understand because you're at the end of the episode, but like when you, when you listen to it all the way, it's kind of you ride a wave. And at the end, it's always powerful. I feel that. I don't know if people feel that. I, I feel yeah. we're like, more powerful at the end like we build something until the end of the episode um so yeah uh thanks to everyone that that's listening uh thanks to you my friend it's always a pleasure to have a discussion every week with you always and uh yeah see you next week see you next week